More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, how could you? Are you struggling with betrayal? Has someone you care about damaged or broken your trust? We'll help you find healing. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, how could you? We're talking about broken trust. You know, and it's hard to heal trust that's been damaged or broken. We're asking, has someone close to you let you down in some way, disappointed you, or even betrayed you? Maybe that person has failed to follow through on a commitment or broken a promise. Or maybe they talked about you behind your back. Maybe they hurt you or cheated on you or committed some other serious offense against you. How do you know if you can trust them again? Or if it's even safe to try? And while we're at it, how does forgiveness factor into all of this? What does that even mean or require of you when somebody has betrayed you and broken your trust? Call in today. Let us help you find healing after the hurt. The number is 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. You know, I think that this is something that we cannot get through life without going through. You know, Jesus certainly went through it. We all go through it in one way or another, whether it's betrayed by friends, betrayed even, excuse me, I have such a frog in my throat this morning. Betrayed even in some way by our parents or our siblings at some point and in some way, and those can leave very deep scars. Betrayed by companies we work for that, you know, suddenly we thought we mattered and we don't. Betrayed by spouses or someone we were hoping would be a spouse or even our adult kids who we have raised to, you know, live in the faith and be a certain kind of moral person. And they sway from all of that, and often with anger toward us about it. It can be so painful, and it can leave us feeling depleted, powerless, confused, and brokenhearted. But God is here to help to heal that and show us how to move on to a greater sense of effectiveness and strength. And yes, sometimes real healing even in that relationship but definitely within ourselves but we have to learn how to tap into it and we have to get some new skills to help us do that especially when we feel powerless about it 
877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. You know, people let us down in big or small ways, and uh, you know, it can be difficult to know how to find our way back in those relationships, both to overcome that individual offense, um, but also uh, how to heal the larger relationship. And if you are struggling to know how to bring healing after the hurt, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Perhaps you have somebody in your life, like a child, who is going through feeling betrayed by somebody they're dating, a friend, and you don't know how to help, and you just can't bear seeing them so brokenhearted and you're furious at the person who's done it to them, we can help you figure out how to help that person heal as well. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not aware of what that is, uh, St. John Paul gave a series of talks over the course of about five years reflecting on how God's creation reveals his plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that we're created for communion, but lies, even little lies, undermine the trust that's necessary for building a community of love. In a sense, betrayals break the bones that hold the body of Christ together. We need to take the process of healing those breaks very seriously. If we don't, we can end up in a relationship that's full of hairline fractures that the enemy can use to create more pain down the road. Healing broken trust requires three basic steps. First, the person who committed the offense has to be willing to listen to what you need them to do to heal the wound they caused. Asking them to listen to your needs and do the work necessary to meet them isn't refusing to forgive them. It's what authentic forgiveness and healing requires as a first step. Second, you know, assuming the offender is actually sincere in their efforts to heal the wound, the person who was hurt does need to be open to working with the offender to facilitate that process. You know, as tempting as it might be, the person who's offended can't just say, well, it's your job to fix it, <laughs> you know, and then walk away. It, reconciliation really requires each person to be committed to the process. And then third and finally, both people need to accept that there aren't any shortcuts to healing a broken bone. You know, asking for and, and receiving forgiveness is only the first step on the road back from betrayal. The actual healing of the break is going to take an ongoing conscious effort. It's going to take persistence, patience, honesty, and, and both the offender and the offended need to have a realistic understanding of the process of reconciliation after betrayal and resist the temptation on the one hand to make it harder than it needs to be or on the other hand to pretend that it's easier than it actually is. So let's talk it out. You know, it can be hard to heal trust when it's been damaged or broken, even in small ways. You know, those broken promises, those failures to follow through, those disappointments, uh, they breed a lot of resentment. And even after we say, okay, I forgive you, sometimes we can hold on to that hurt, and it's hard to know how to let it go. 
And then when you're dealing with even bigger betrayals, you know, when somebody commits adultery or cheats on you in some way or uh, hurts you in a more serious way in general, you know, it's hard to come back from that or even know if it's safe to try. So we want to help you know what forgiveness requires of you in those situations, uh, how to walk those steps, how to assess whether it's safe to trust again. And if it is, then what it takes to rebuild that trust. Let's talk it out. Let us help you find the healing after the hurt today on More to Life on our show titled, How Could You? The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concern to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions. In the name of the Father, Father, and and the the Son, Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to bring to you our broken and hurting hearts. We are often confronted by people who have let us down in some way, who have broken promises, who have not followed through on their commitments, who have seemed like they were one thing but then revealed themselves to be another. People who have hurt us or betrayed us or cheated on us in some way and it's hard to know how to forgive. We know that we're called to forgive, but it's hard to know what that looks like and what that entails and and to find the strength to follow through. And then even when we've forgiven, it's hard to know how or whether we can trust again. And so, Lord, we bring those situations to you. We bring those people to you. We bring our hurting hearts to you. And we ask you to lead us step by step through that process of healing through your grace so that we can cooperate with your grace to to heal those breaks in your body and build your kingdom in our response to those betrayals. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled, How Could You? As we talk about recovering after betrayal, whether it's a smaller betrayal, a broken promise, a failure to follow through, or, or something more serious. You know, someone commits adultery or, or hurts you in some serious way, and you're not sure whether it's safe to trust them again, how to trust them again, what forgiveness looks like, let's talk it out and find some faithful ways forward. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Well, Greg, we have a message here from Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Virginia, and she says, I'm having a sense of betrayal from my mother-in-law and from my husband. My mother-in-law is a very difficult woman when it comes to me. She drops by whenever she wants to with no thought for our schedule. She can often be very critical of how I'm raising our eight-month-old and three-year-old. And I say I because she never has a negative word to say to my husband. He thinks I'm being overly sensitive and that she is, quote, only trying to help, unquote. I don't want to come between my husband and his mother, but she is so frustrating and cruel to me. I find myself second-guessing everything I do all day long, wondering if she'll show up. I find myself not even playing with my children because I don't want the house to look messy if she happens to drop by because I know she'll criticize me again. 
I can never relax because she casts a shadow over everything I do. I feel betrayed that I don't have the kind of mother-in-law she promised to be when we got married and seems so welcoming. And I feel betrayed that my husband will not back me up and help me deal with her. What can I do? And that's Mary in Virginia. Mary, thank you so much for the question. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. That's, you know, you have a couple of different issues here. Um, and so let's start with, with, with empowering you to yeah. do something about this, okay? Um, I appreciate that you don't want to come between your husband and his mom. Um, but, you know, you have the right to set appropriate boundaries here so that you can function in your home. <laughs> and even under the best of circumstances, I mean, if you got along great with your mother-in-law, it would be okay to say that there were certain times that she could come and certain times that she couldn't. Absolutely. In fact, it's absolutely necessary to be able to dictate that. You, you, you just can't have somebody, anybody dropping by unannounced for, for whatever reason. No, I mean, it's a very unique relationship that would, uh, that would be granted that privilege. And, and you cannot give her, she is your husband's mother and she deserves respect for that and she deserves respect as a child of God. But you are also a child of God, and you are the wife and mother in your home. That is your kingdom, basically. And you need to be able to set kind but firm boundaries so that you can be your best self in your home. If you're paralyzed and and telling your children you can't play with them, they can't take out their toys because she might or might not show up and you're living in fear of her criticism that's keeping you from being who you're supposed to be to your children so um the the second thing i want to say about this is that you know it's good to ask you know one's spouse for input and support uh, on how to handle a difficult situation but if your spouse doesn't give you that input and support that doesn't mean you don't have permission to act Right? And I think a lot of us think that. It's like, well, I went to them, and they don't want to do anything about it, so I can't do anything about it either. That doesn't make the problem go away. That just leaves, that, What that does is it gives you permission, essentially, to handle the problem how you see fit. Yeah, and it do, that does not mean, because you say, Mary, in your message to us, that you're afraid to come between your husband and his mother. You've let your husband know how you feel about it. He's saying, hey, she's just trying to be helpful. As long as you don't eviscerate her well, when you try to set boundaries, you know, I don't, you're not trying to come between them. Yeah, and I That's appreciate where you're intention. coming from, Mary, but I don't think you're being entirely honest with yourself. I mean, you know, it's not about coming between your husband and his mother. That, that's The problem is that, that you can't come between your husband and oh. his mother, right? The problem is he hasn't cleaved and leaved, as it, as, 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 as it were. Um, you know, and, and he doesn't, you don't have his support the way you deserve to have it right uh and so that's that's it's really more that problem than you're going to come between him and her uh so step one here is i need you to be very clear within yourself what do you need in order to function here what do you need to be able to feel free to, to play in your house to play with your kids and to, to, to you know do what you need to do what boundaries do you need to set on this relationship now initially you're going to want to say i never want to see her again um, but you know and obviously you can't do that but but um you know w- w- are there certain days that she could visit or are there certain times that she could let her be be clear 
that you know, look from this time to that time or these days it's just not possible for me to see you thank you know i really appreciate you wanting to come over but I, I can't do it yeah you can set that you can even say hey if you're planning on trying to fit in a visit this week we need to have these planned by at least the weekend before or the first of every month because i'm busy i'm trying to run my household i'm taking care of the children and making sure they get naps and what they need and it's important to me to have a set plan for our lives. If she shows up any other time, don't let her in. Just, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for coming by. I'm so sorry. Just now is not a great time. Uh, you know, we talked about this, and I, and I apologize, but I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to have you visit today. But I can't wait to see you on name the date that you actually planned out together next Wednesday. We're looking forward to that. Now Bye. That, that might start World War Three, and that's okay. That's that's a that's a that's a hill worth dying on. Um, it really is because, you know, if your husband complains about it, then you can say to him, you know, honey, I love you, but I came to you and I asked you for your help with this problem. And you just said that it wasn't a problem. Uh, and so that gives me the right to do what I need, what I need to do about it. If, if you would like to help with the problem moving forward, then I would be happy to have your input, but just simply telling me that I'm overreacting or this isn't a problem doesn't make it go away. Uh, you know, I deserve your support and I expect it. Um, if, the, if the mother-in-law complains, you, you know, you can say, look, I, I gave you some times when you could come. You, you didn't come at those times. You came at these times instead. That, that, that's, you just can't do that. I'm sorry. You need to assert yourself here. The, there's a, the, the last point I want to make on this is that there's a, a failure of respect both on the part of your mother-in-law and your husband. Yeah. Um, respect is when you see the, the truth and the goodness and the beauty and the opinions and ideas and needs of another person, even if, it, even if you don't share them. Um, and so what I mean by that is, you know, when, when you say to somebody who is a respectful person, hey, I need this, uh, or hey, please stop doing that, or hey, I have this concern, you know, that respectful person says, well, I don't, I, you know, maybe I don't necessarily see it the same way, but you know what, if that's important to you, let's figure it out. Um, neither your, your, your mother-in-law or your husband has enough respect to do that. And so you need to stand up for yourself and, and, and command that respect from them. And you have a right to do that. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a beloved daughter of God, because they're not treating you as a person. They're treating you as sort of an extension of their ego, uh, who only has a right to have concerns if they give you permission, uh, and that's not okay. So uh, I would like you to really think hard about that. And, and, and you know, look, if, you're, if, if, if there's something inside you that won't let you set those boundaries, yeah. then I'd really encourage you to get some professional uh, pastoral counseling uh, help. If we, if we can help you through that, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. Uh, we can walk with you as you learn to kind of strengthen your own backbone there and, and become aware of your own dignity and what you have a right to insist on, both from your husband and from your mother-in-law. Well, you have to remember that in baptism, we are given that threefold mission of priest, prophet, and royal. You know, and I use royal here because, you, you know, you're a woman. And you really need to step into that and realize that you are there to prophetically call them both on to not be disrespectful to you, to the way you want to run your home, to the way you're raising your children. Your husband needs to be accompanying you on all of that. So if he's not, if he's opting out on the way you're raising your children and your mother-in-law is criticizing you, she's also, you know, letting you know your husband needs to be more present in that. So there are some things to untangle here. And again, we'd be glad to help you with that at catholiccounselors.com. But take that to prayer and really pray about, you know, what you want your schedule to be like. And set that up for yourself so that you can give her those guidelines. All right, Mary, thank you so much for the question. And listeners, we are taking your calls right now at 877 573 
7825 about dealing with damaged or broken trust. Has someone hurt you in some way, let you down, disappointed you, or even betrayed you? Maybe they follow, failed to follow through on a commitment or broken a promise. Maybe they've been talking about you behind your back or hurting you or, or have cheated on you or committed some other serious offense against you. How do you know if you can trust them again or even if it's safe to try? And how does forgiveness factor into all of that? Well, let's talk it out. 877 573 Again, that's 877 Let us help you find healing after the hurt. We'll be back with your calls coming up right after this. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. I went to Las Vegas years and years ago for one of these cable shows. And, and I was uh, shocked to see all these old ladies in their 70s and 80s getting off that plane, running for a slot machine. You don't have a chance to win. They're all fixed. I know, my uncle used to have slot machines. <laughs> EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. This Ave Maria radio program is brought to you in part by Fathom Events. The new feature film, Mother Teresa and Me, is in theaters for one night only, Thursday, October 5th. Mother Teresa and Me weaves together the stories of two women, Mother Teresa, who served the poor with love amidst her dark night of the soul, and Kavita, a young woman who is searching for love while struggling with her unexpected pregnancy. Information at FathomEvents.com. That's FathomEvents.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, How Could You? As we talk about struggling with broken, damaged trust and, and betrayal, how do we find healing? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. You know, when somebody has hurt us, whether that's um, they've been talking about us behind our back or they've broken a promise or failed to follow through, or something even more serious like committing adultery, um, uh, hurting us in some significant way, it's hard to know how to trust again or whether it's even safe to. It's difficult to know what forgiveness requires, and, and, and we want to talk through that with you today and help you find the healing after the hurt. Again, it's 877-573-7825. One of the things that uh, I run into in the pastoral counseling practice at CatholicCounselors.com is that when somebody who has been betrayed tries to hold the other person accountable beyond just saying they're sorry, 
there's often this kind of you know outrage. You know, I, I said I'm sorry. How dare you? You know, yeah. you, I, what, it's not very Christian of you to 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 try to hold this over my head. And, and the metaphor I like to use, I mean, we've, we've talked about this idea of trust, uh, damaged trust breaking the bones of, of the body of Christ in, in a sense, but a different metaphor is let's imagine, you know, somebody burns down your house and then they come and they say that they're sorry. Well, that's nice, but you still have a charcoal briquette for a home. Yeah. You know, so what has to happen then? If, if they're really sorry, they need to help you rebuild somehow. You know, either they have to pay people to come and rebuild it or they have to pick up a hammer and start working alongside you to put it back together again one way or the other you you asking that person who burned down your house to help you rebuild is not being unforgiving and broken trust does exactly that it it, it burns down the house if you will and the the and, and it, the the you know trust provides that shelter that allows us to give ourselves to each other instead of protecting ourselves from each other. And once that's burned down, it's hard to know how to relate to somebody. And so, you know, it's perfectly appropriate and, and even morally right to ask somebody who has betrayed you or hurt you or broken your trust in some way to do more than say, I'm sorry. Now, you know, as we talked about in the opening here, you don't want to hold something over their head in the sense of just, I'm, I'm constantly moving the line. You know, okay, well, now you need to do this, and now you need to do this, and now you need to do this. That's an important point. Yeah. That's a very important point because we need to identify what it is we truly need right. and make that clear from the very beginning. Because if we don't, and we're dealing with that kind of emotion, right? And when we're betrayed, we're dealing with a myriad of emotions that can come at us in waves. And then we can do that kind of thing. We can keep moving the line. You have to do this thing. Oh, well, now you have to do that thing. So really taking the time to pray about it and know what you need. And, and that's not to say that you have to have, you know, one one plan the first time you say, well, I need this from you, and you can never amend it. But that's different from constantly moving the, the line, you know, the goalposts, um, and, and, and kind of holding it over the other person's head because it makes you feel good to do that. The, the, you know, what I'm really talking about here is, is working together with that person to say, look, you know, what is it going to take for me to know that I can trust you again? We're going to talk uh, in the course of the program about what trust looks like and how we know we can trust somebody. Again, there are actually specific criteria you can look at um, and, and, you know, kind of assess to know whether you can trust that person. In fact, in the time we've got here, I'll just share that with you. you know, the, there are four things, really. And it boils down to um, ability, integrity, benevolence, and consistency. Um, ability means I do what I say I'm going to do. So when, when, you're, when you have that broken trust, does that person do what they say they're going to do? Integrity means that they try really hard not to give offense in the first place. Um, benevolence means they work for your good even when it means them stepping outside their comfort zone. And Consistency means that you can count on them to do those other three things regularly, not just once in a while. Let's talk more about this when we come back from the break. We're taking your call about healing broken trust. 877-573-7825. More to life. We'll continue with your calls right after the break. The best way for the church to respond to this new woke religion is to actually begin to see it as religious. What they're offering is a new sense of believing, a new sense of belonging, and a new sense of behaving. 
They have new commandments uh, regarding tolerance and inclusivism and multiculturalism and egalitarianism. And what's remarkable about this is that the woke people seem to think that the Christian faith is a barrier. Look, Christianity has always taught that the gospel was a universal message. Christ died for all. All human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. And we all have solidarity in the fact that we sin. And yet the church gets no credit for its great cultural achievements. Look, the church has already welcomed every nation, family, and tribe. We are the first universal people. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. Ah, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence. Awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh, yes. Let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man. While the police were coming, the ambulance, they removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered, respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When kids misbehave, it's common for parents to ask how they can stop the bad behavior. Usually the answer is some form of punishment. But punishment isn't a silver bullet. Sure, it might stop misbehavior for now, but it's not very effective in the long term. That's because it doesn't help kids heal the harm they've caused, and it doesn't give them the tools they need to handle things differently the next time. St. John Bosco had a better approach to discipline. He viewed discipline as a teaching opportunity, not a control problem. In his approach, parents coach kids through the process of healing the harm their behavior caused. And next, they help kids learn the skills and strategies they need to do better next time. St. Bosco's approach is called discipleship discipline because it treats kids as disciples or learners. It also reminds us of the loving way Jesus taught his own disciples. Discipleship discipline frees parents from being referees, constantly imposing penalties. Instead, parents coach kids through the hard work of improving their game. Discipleship Discipline recognizes that parents and kids are really on the same team. To learn more about Discipleship Discipline, check out our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, or visit catholichom.com. So glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, we're talking about healing after betrayal. What do we do about broken or damaged trust? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Has someone you care about broken a promise or failed to follow through? Maybe you found that they were talking about you behind your back, or maybe your spouse cheated on you, or you have some other serious offense that you just can't believe that they did that. In fact, the show today is titled, How Could You? You know, the reaction that we often have when someone we trusted let us down. How do we repair broken trust? Is it even safe to try? How do we know? 
give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next caller, we want to send out congratulations to two more members of the EWTN radio family, both celebrating eight years with us. Tri-State Catholic Radio in Jasper, Indiana, and the Benedictine Fathers of the Sacred Heart Mission in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Congratulations to both from your friends here on More to Life and at EWTN. And folks, wherever you're listening to Catholic Radio, make sure you're supporting your local station, both with your prayers and with your financial support. We've got to keep Catholic Radio going strong for decades to come and supporting you and those you love in living a more faithful and abundant life. And we are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Has someone you care about let you down, hurt you, or even betrayed you in some way? Let's talk about what it takes to heal after the hurt and find whether it's even possible to repair the relationship. 877-573-7825. Perhaps you're dealing with somebody who is making you so confused as to whether you should even feel hurt or betrayed because they're denying things or spinning things differently and they're really messing with your head and you're wondering, what in the the world do I do with it all? Well, you give us a call today on More to Life and we help you sort it out with God's grace at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 7825. Over the break, we got a call from Terry, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Connecticut. She couldn't stay on, but her call is so important. I want to make sure that we address her question. She said she found a text on her boyfriend's phone, and he denied knowing the sender. Turns out they have been interacting via text for a few months. He's told the woman to stop, but she won't stop. Thank you for the call, Terry, and I'm sorry that you're going through this. I have to be honest with you, I don't believe him. Um, first of all, I mean, you know, look, so if, if, if he was telling the truth, if he's even about telling the woman to stop, he wouldn't have lied about knowing her in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, first he lied, and he lied stupidly. You know, it, it, it was just very, very obvious. So you already know that he will make up an excuse to wiggle out of something that he's doing if he feels like he's been found out. Second, um, you know, there are ways to stop an unwanted call. You, he could just block her, and boom, it's done. Yeah, and uh, and if that didn't work for some reason, I can't imagine what that would be, he could get a new phone number. You know, that is absolutely possible, and then just give the phone number out to his most important people and make sure she's not on that list or anybody who knows her and could give her the number is not on the list. There are a lot of ways to not interact with somebody who, who is texting and calling you if you really don't want to hear from them. And he's not doing that. He's assuming that you're too dumb to know that, and you're not. Yeah. And so, Terry, I, I, I really, um, the, your boyfriend's lying to you, and uh, I, I, you, you really can't trust him. You deserve to have somebody in your life who will be straight with you, who will be committed to you. Completely committed to you. Who will be honest with you. Um, and who will um, you know, really give the, you their whole heart and that you don't have to go checking up on. I mean, and it's, you know, 
it, it sounds to me that you didn't trust him in the first place, you know, because you, you knew that there was something going on that made you look at his phone, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and, and uh, maybe, maybe that was an accident and I don't, I don't want to assume things on an evidence, but, but, but I, I, I the, there's just all kinds of warning bells going off in my head about this relationship. I know it's hard to break something off with somebody that you care about, um, but you deserve better as a beloved daughter of God. You deserve someone who is going to be honest with you and committed to you and give their whole heart to you. And this man isn't doing that. So Terry, I, I will add you to our more to life prayer list that you would have the courage to stand up for yourself, not, you know, not, not to, not to go to him and confront him and, and, and insist that he be faithful. Yeah, that no, won't work. No, you, you need to end this and you need to end it now before you commit your, your whole life to somebody who is incapable of giving you their heart yeah, and be, being honest with you. Be grateful he's a boyfriend and not a husband and that you can move on pretty effectively from this. Certainly not easily because I know your heart is breaking, but you can do it effectively and stand up for yourself because if you don't, Terry, if he convinces you or you allow yourself to be snowed by this and you say, oh, well, he'll stop, he's, he's turned over a new leaf, the back of your mind will be gnawing at you for every day that you are together because you're going to know you can't trust him. And he hasn't proven anything to you that you can. And if you can't find the strength to do that, because that really is the right thing to do in this situation, um, then I encourage you to, to reach out and uh, to CatholicCounselors.com and learn more about how we can support you in learning what it means to live as a beloved daughter of God and know what you deserve, how you deserve to be loved by the person that God has in his heart for you. Thank you so much for the message, Terry. 877-573-7825. We're talking about healing after betrayal. How do we respond to broken or damaged trust? Is it possible to heal a relationship that has experienced broken or damaged trust? What what does forgiveness require? Give us a call. 877-573-7825. Let's take our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan. Hi, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Well, I'm calling about um, a relationship issue with myself, my daughters, and my husband, their father. Uh, How old are your daughters now? My oldest is uh, 19, and the other one is 16, going on 17. And he was gone. Teenager and young adult. Gotcha. Yep. He was gone due to work um, during their young life and was not emotionally available when he was home. And um, he's a single breadwinner, and that's been kind of a major issue for us. And so now there's been some major traumas happen, and um, we're trying to rebuild our family life. When I, I'm sorry, when you say major traumas, are we talking about what? What, what are we talking about here? Um, like suicide attempts and on the parts of your daughters. Yeah, and sexual traumas, and I mean, just a lot of I unbelievable things have happened. Uh, on on committed by your husband or, or I'm, no, I'm trying no, to understand. No, 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 that they got okay. exposed to and into okay. I think in their distress. I was not 
quiet about his absences. There was a lot of okay. um, so a lot of conflict, fighting, um, just, uh, fighting yeah. when he was around. All right, and um, so we're trying to rebuild, and there seems to be his kind of this like, well, you you got to forgive me, and okay, yeah, I probably had something to do with it, but kind of get on with it and get over it. And he kind of expects this this like. Well, you gotta forgive me and figure me out and make overtures to me and he it but not it's not like have have you ever gotten any kind of real help for this situation the, the family is a, is a, is a is in a lot of pain Especially what, what have you done to try to heal it other than fight it's like we're not we're like we dance around we're 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 doing some counseling now but it, there's like there's some it's like not so we dance around it. When you um, say we dance around yeah. it, why, why are you dancing around it? Like, what what, what stops um, you from being straight here? Fear of what's going to happen when we leave and go home. Like, that it's going to... Well, what do you imagine would happen? He's going to he, be he, he'll, like... He'll, he'll get mad. This is all... You're all attacking me and... This has happened before, and um, well, so what if he says that though? Like, why, why, why would that be so horrible? Unless you're afraid of him physically hurting you. I mean, he, he he's no. going to vent, he's going to off gas, but so why, why is that such a bad thing? Um, it just never. It doesn't lead to any change. Well, no, but that's his point. He doesn't. He doesn't, he want, doesn't to, want to change. He doesn't want it to change, right? So, so the only way this is going to change is if you find the courage to set that line that says, "You know what? I'm I'm sorry you feel that way, but you have you are wrong, and the be and the things that you've done have damaged the family. And yes, you you if you feel bad, you deserve to feel bad. And it's not <laughs> enough for you to just say, "Hey, I'm sorry. Let's move on." Our daughters have been driven to suicidality, to it, social situations that have put them in very dangerous, horrible situations because they're trying trying to get your attention they're hurting they're upset about where our relationship has gone and the tumultuous nature of what's going on in our household and we have got to find ways to fix this and make amends with them and i need you on board in counseling to be able to figure out what are the steps they need us to take and we need from each other to take to fix this this now is look, not an i'm sorry and let's just keep going kind of situation yeah, and this is not a you need to you know win him back and look i and i appreciate that that you have you know, fought with him and, you know, in their attempts to get his attention and that you've done things that you probably regret and said things that you probably regret. And that's fine. You can own that. And I think it's good that you're in counseling to learn how to express that frustration more effectively. Um, but the reality is, you know, he, the pattern in your relationship is that, that he has neglected his family and then driven you to be to lash out at him so that he could justify neglecting his family. That That's that's part of this pattern. You know, when, when somebody like your husband uh, who is this sort of unrepentant neglector, um, they set up the people in their house to yell at them and scream at them and holler at them so that they can say, well, uh, I just, I, that's why, see? Yeah, I'm the victim no. because I've driven you to the end of your rope. Your husband has, I believe, what would be called an avoidant attachment style, which means that he doesn't know how to relate. He's afraid of relating and he uh, is, is uncomfortable being vulnerable. And so he wants to look for any excuse not to be. And so this whole pattern that you're dealing with here, he's not going to change that as a, as a willing partner. He's only going to change this because you and your daughters draw a very clear line that says, 
look, you've hurt us. And if you want to continue to be part of our lives, you need to do the work of healing that. And we will work with you. We're here if you want to do that work, but we're not going to chase you. And we're not going to take responsibility for the damage that you've done to our family. Uh, and you're going to have to be the, the courageous one to really stand up and say that uh, and stop dancing around this in counseling because that's the only way this is going to happen. He is not going to willingly admit that he's done anything wrong ever. And he's not going to be your partner in healing this. He's going to be, he can do it, but it's going to have to be because you guys dragged him kicking and screaming to that place. And it's perfectly fine for you to say to your counselor, this is the dynamic I have been shouted down for years. He has driven me to to yell and scream without any effective solutions to this situation. And he uses that as an excuse for staying away. And he uses it as an excuse for staying away. He expects everybody to treat him like the victim. And not only is our marriage hurting, but our girls are letting us know in no uncertain terms that they are in excruciating pain. And we owe it to them to fix this, especially while they are still young enough to do some serious healing with us. So that we're not sending them out into the world to have to figure it out when they're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. We need to fix this now. And counselor, I need you to be strong to help me be strong, to hold my husband's feet to the fire so that we can absolutely positively fix this. And when I start to get weak and start to let it, you know, drift off, please help us stick to this. So you want to be strong yourself, but you've employed your counselor to help you stay strong, to hold your husband accountable for really working on this and not just playing the victim. And if your counselor's not doing that, find one that can. Yeah, don't, don't, be, uh, you know, don't be afraid of offending him. You're going to have to be willing to offend him. He, he's going to have to be hit over the head with a metaphorical two-by-four. Yes, let's to make get, sure we know that's metaphorical. <laughs> in order to know what he's doing and what he's done and what he needs to repent of. And, and you and your daughters really need to be strong and, and hold him accountable for that. All right. Thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com or call us back here on the program. We are taking your calls, listeners, about dealing with betrayal. If you are looking for ways to heal damaged trust in a relationship that's important to you, we are here to help. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. And then said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. You know, Jesus wasn't very Christian in making Peter... Apologize three, three times, times to rectify this three it's times really... and to tell him what he needed to do to set the relationship yeah, what? right. What is three that about? Times. You know, Greg, you're being very tongue-in-cheek about that, <laughs> but obviously this is very much like our last call, you know, just said here, you know, her husband is saying, no, I'm sorry. They're just like, let's get on with it. No, when somebody won't 
do what we need them to do to rebuild trust, to sh truly show their repentance and do the work, not just say the words, we're often told what you just said, right? Well, you're not being very Christian about that. You're not very forgiving. Well, we have the ultimate example here where, yes, Peter betrayed Christ three times. And Christ calls him on to love him and make amends and live his life differently three times. And not just, you know, have Peter say, you know, I'm sorry and I love you, but Jesus gives him something to do to show That's right. that Peter really loves him and is committed to repairing the relationship and the damage that he did to it. And we're allowed to do that too. With that, we are taking a break. When we come back, we're taking your calls about healing broken trust. When someone you care about has let you down in some way, disappointed you, or even betrayed you, how can you heal that relationship? Or is it even safe to try? Let's talk about it. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to life. We'll continue with your calls coming up after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Can smelling certain scents improve our memories? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When my wife and I had COVID in late 2020, we both lost our sense of taste and smell. In my case, I continued to have issues with my sniffer for a few months. Then I read a study that suggested smelling bold scents could help restore the connection between the nose and the brain. Sure enough, smelling fresh lemons every day seemed to help me recover. No wonder I love the aroma of lemons and incense. Another study, though, indicates that older folks who smelled fragrant essential oils got better sleep and improved memory and thinking. Brain scans confirm they got better. Be careful, though. Some essential oils can be harmful if inhaled over time. Always consult your doctor. Side note, from Genesis 2 to Revelation 18, there are more than 200 references to perfume, odor, and smell. For more on the study, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents, to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. My Life Angels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking about healing broken trust. Let's talk with Stacy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Virginia on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Stacy. What's your question for us today? Hi, Popchak. Thank you for taking my phone call. Um, I have called in before, and I always get so much great insight. So thank you very much for this program and sharing. 
what to do. How kind of you. What um, can we do for you today? Well, I was listening to where you took a break a couple, um, uh, 15 minutes ago maybe, and um, Greg was mentioning ability, consistency, integrity, and something mm. else which I didn't... Mm-hmm. Benevolence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Benevolence, yes. My husband is all of those things. The, the, the part of the matter is I became pregnant and we married out of providing a stable environment or more stable environment for our daughter. And it's been 23 years of a rough marriage. And um, it has been brought to my attention that he didn't want to marry me. It was because of our daughter. And so those vows that he said to me weren't true. And I knew that early on in the relationship. Um, So in this, um, we go through so many, like the previous caller, so many of these um, hiding. I just call it hiding. Um, Our house is full of rooms to hide in. And none of us really talk. Our daughter is 23 years old. She is a mess, an absolute mess. And she thinks she is the worst um, hypocrite in the world. And she's perhaps so wrong in that. Um, Stacy, let me ask you for the benefit of time here. You said Mm -hmm. that he's, you know, all of those things. He has integrity, benevolence. And yet his statement that he married you simply because you were pregnant, he didn't believe the vows were true. There's a contradiction here. Have you guys gotten into a good counseling situation to try to work out the tension that exists between those two things? Yes, I did. I went into, I have been into so much counseling in our relationship. You did. Has he gone with you? Um, Only once. Well, yes. And when we were in San Antonio, Texas, and it was an ecumenical counselor, and he said, we really do not have enough interest shared interest in our relationship and at mm. that time our daughter was six years old and so okay. um, quite a while i have okay. to jump in because we've only got about a minute and a half before they play us out of here i'm sorry stacy to, to interrupt uh, there's and a feel lot feel free to call back another time with more um, details so you know i i i don't you know when you say that your husband exhibits ability integrity consistency and benevolence i, I don't see it honestly yeah. um it sounds to me like he's been holding on resentment for a very very long time and and and, and instead of really doubling down on his commitment to you uh and instead of just you know instead of just marrying you because you were pregnant actually loving you and and you know committing Creating to this relationship home with your child uh, he's just avoided you and you guys have avoided each other and, and you've gone to counseling to try to see about fixing yourself but this is not a you problem this is a this is a you and him problem and it's not going to get any better unless you really force the issue and get him into counseling with you to work on this issue and and if he's not willing to do that um in a case like this there there is potential grounds for an annulment now the marriage enjoys the benefit of the doubt okay i'm not saying that it is not valid right um but i am saying that that it enjoys the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the church um but but I, i and i believe grace can heal this relationship but but i want you to find the strength to double down and insist that your husband work with you on healing this because he's not displaying the integrity the benevolence the consistency the ability to be a trustworthy man he's made promises to you to to commit to you wholeheartedly 
and to raise your your daughter and to be healthy and he's failed in all of those things through this resentment and you guys have been avoiding each other instead of doing the hard work that's necessary to to make this relationship work and it can work because lots of other couples in your situation have made it work um, there's there's a part of him that's been holding out on you and your daughter for your whole life and you, you both deserve better than that and he deserves better than that I really can't challenge you enough to really insist that he join you in the counseling work that you're doing to heal this relationship, and there's more that can be done. If we can help you in this, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more. You've Thank been you. listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.